Welcome to Next Examine Bible Study. We are live from Nevada, the city of Las Vegas. We're not reach ministry, literally and figuratively. Our ministry is outside of the four walls. Occasionally, you may hear a dog barking or a train going by or a plane flying over. Lesson 96. Bible study every Thursday. Open discussion. Bible study Thursday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Promptly topic, black on black crime. Features scriptures coming from Proverbs 22 and 6. That's Proverbs 22 and 6. Knowledge is power. That means that a person that is educated has many more opportunities for success. Knowledge is actually defined by the dictionary as a general awareness or possession of information, facts, ideas, truths, or principles. Massive majority of people that are educated improves their decision-making ability. Now, a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity. Oh God, allow this word to be nutritious to those that are receiving it, oh God. Allow them to receive it and share it with someone else that needs a word that needs to be unshackled, that needs to be delivered, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Father, allow your spirit to be the loudest voice in this Bible study, oh God. And as always, allow me to decrease while you increase as the word goes forth. Always in your precious son's name, Jesus. Amen. For those who have your Bibles, turn to Deuteronomy 6. We're going to take a look at verses 6 through 9. That's Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 through 9. And the word reads as followed. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. What this particular scripture is conveying that's retaining God's laws. Not for a day, not for a week, but for a lifetime. This scripture can also apply to the laws of the land as well as history. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. Let's continue. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shall talk of them when thou sittest in thy house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon a band and they shall be as frontlets. Frontlets, that's a decorative band or ribbon. Let's continue. Between thy eyes. In the final verse 9. And thou shalt write them upon a post of thy house. And on thy gates. Not only are we to teach our children about the gospel of Jesus Christ. But also about life. For example. Blacks are six times more likely to be victim of a violent crime than whites. Same study reports that blacks are eight times more likely than whites to be predators. Predators, that's a person who carries out a harmful, illegal, or immoral act of a violent crime than their white counterparts. What is so sad? Black people have killed more blacks than the Ku Klux Klan. 
That same study states that 84% of whites are killed by whites, while 93% of blacks are killed by blacks. What is most troubling, 4,084 African Americans were lynched between 1877 and 1950 in the South. Stereotypes of lynching is a hanging because hanging are what crowds of people saw and are also easy to photograph. Some hangings were professionally photographed and sold as postcards which were popular souvenirs in some parts of the USA. Although most people think only of hangings, lynchings means much more. Victims were also killed in a variety of other ways, shot repeatedly, burned alive, forced to jump off bridges, dragged behind cars, and the like. Sometimes they were tortured, as well as body parts were sometimes removed and sold as souvenirs and stores. Once again, black-on-black crime has superseded mass murders of whites of the past. Blacks continue to destroy themselves. We have become our biggest threat in our communities. That same outrage black people have for police shooting of unarmed black people should be the same outrage blacks for black on black crime. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. Let's continue Genesis 4, 8 through 13. That's Genesis 4, 8 to 13. These are not only black-on-black crimes that involve adults. What is most troubling that it's now affecting young children, babies. It's five, six, seven years old now being destroyed. Genesis 4, 8 through 13. Cain's lack of knowledge of consequences of murder may have prevented him from making this horrific decision. I just conveyed to you of some of the history that African Americans have have had to endure and continually enduring. Sometimes when we teach our children history may have a part in their decision making to do or not do, especially to another African American. The same would apply to Cain. If Cain would have knew the consequences of his action of killing his brother Abel if he would have perhaps knew the consequences that will come forth by our creator just maybe Cain would have went about it a different way 
Let's examine the consequence of murder in the state of Nevada through the scriptures. Listen, if your child is educated on the consequences of murder, maybe this, this knowledge will be a deterrent not to do it. It's quite possible that if we educate our young people about the consequences of their actions if they take upon taking someone's life. And of course, prayer. The Bible says, And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the fields that Cain rose up against Abel his brother, and the Bible says, and he slew him. Being slewed, that's the condition of being graveyard dead. And verse 9, And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. But watch this. Am I my brother's keeper? Wow. Notice what Cain said. I know not. I am my brother's keep, keeper. A couple of things that are happening here. First of all, he's lying. I know not. That's a lie for the pit of hell. But he went one step further. Am I my brother's keeper? Now he's getting somewhat sarcastic or sassy with the curator. That kind of gives you an idea of the condition of his heart. Look, nothing can be hidden from the creator. Nothing under the sun. God sees it all. God not only sees your physical action, but God also knows the state of your heart. You can hide nothing from the Creator. Let's examine Luke 12 and 2. That's Luke 12 and 2. This is going to back up what I just stated. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. When our creators convey all of our criminal acts shall be brought to the light, either in this world or the world to come. Wherefore, take great care never to do anything which cannot bear the light, but let the entirety of our behavior be fair, honest, and good, because God sees it all. God sees it all, and if you're doing things you ought not be doing, and the authorities are aware of it, and have evidence of such that you did it, now you're facing charges that may result in jail time or quite possibly the death penalty. Let me be unequivocally clear. In the day of judgment, you shall stand before the great white throne of government and judgment, 
Sinners shall walk naked and men shall see their shame. God will in that day make known all the secrets of man's hearts. To be sure, the secrets of all their hearts whose iniquities or criminal practices are not forgiven and whose sins are not covered. In our nation currently has 250,000 unsolved murders, a number that increases by 6,000 each year. So often we just read off numbers, but behind those numbers are mothers and fathers. And as I just mentioned, there are babies that are being destroyed by these monstrous acts of young people. Black on black crime. Let's continue. Verse 10. And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood cried unto me from the ground. Because God is a holy God, because God is a holy and just God, the act of murder is an abomination to him. That's a filthy and nasty act that makes God angry. And verse 11, and now at thy curse from the earth, which thou openest her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hands. So at this point, God is telling Cain that I'm going to deal with you in a harsh way. Nothing you plant will ever grow again. Now let's mirror this with the laws of the land. If one commits an act of murder in the state of Nevada, Nevada murder laws in our estate 200.030 Nevada defined murder as an unlawful killing of a human being done with malice and first degree murder cases or courts may impose the death penalty when there are aggravating circumstances outweigh all the mitigating circumstances in other words, if you go into 7-Eleven and you kill somebody because you're in the midst of an, a robbery, that will bring forth the death penalty. Because you're doing a drive-by and one of those straight bullets hit the three-year-old, that three-year-old dies, you're now facing the death penalty. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. And this is where we and others, when we teach and preach the importance of educating our young people. Because when they're educated about the laws of the land, that these are the consequences that are going to be given to you because of your acts 
of violence. These are the magnitudes of it. These are the things that are going to come forth. For an example, death row inmates held in prolonged isolation. Of the 31 states which a death penalty, 20 of them allow condemned inmates less than four hours out of the cell recreation time each day. That's less than four hours a day that you're actually let out of your cell. One state that will be South Dakota permits just 45 minutes of daily out-of-cell recreation time. That's a horrible predicament to be in. Imagine being in this predicament until you put to death. This is certainly a deterrent. And these are the things that we need to convey to our young people, especially when we are living in the inner city where crime is rampant. Well, praise God. Well, praise God. Let's continue. Verse 12. And when thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shall thou be in the earth. That's was Cain's punishment for his act of murder of his brother Abel. In verse 13, notice what Cain says. Unto the Lord my punishment is greater than I can bear. If Cain would have knew the penalty for taking a life, just maybe, Cain would have reconsidered. I'm not doing it. I'm going to come up with something where the penalty isn't is great. Let's examine my punishment for those that are in the earth today. For the most part, in the inner cities. Under federal law, people with a felony conviction forfeit their right to bear arms. My punishment, a person convicted of a felony loses their right to vote or run for state office. Let me put this in layman terms. You cannot be the president of the United States. My punishment, a person convicted of a felony will lose their right to serve on the jury. For some of you, you might be saying, no big deal. I didn't want to do it anyway. The problem is that so many African Americans spend so much time in courtrooms and their life is in the hands of a jury. What is most frightening is that most of these juries are made up of white people. We need African-Americans on these juries. And the only way they're going to be on these juries, they can't have a felony record. Oh, praise God. Let that simmer for a second. My punishment, felony criminal convictions will show up on your record for seven years. When a background check is run, this makes it incredibly difficult to attain employment anywhere in the earth. 
For an example, two African Americans put yourself in the place of an employer. You are the manager. And both applications are equal. Skill set, education, so forth and so on. But one application has what? A felony. Criminal conviction. You being the manager looking at this and you're saying to them, you're saying to yourself, if I hire the one that has a criminal record, I may have problems. He or she may steal. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. He or she may get in some type of verbal or physical altercation with another employee. This is a risk that I'm not willing to take. I don't have to because both applicants are equal and this one happens to have a criminal record. I can do without. That's usually the way that it works in the modern world. Folk are just simply not willing to take on that responsibility of a potential threat. For those of you who have your Bible, let's examine our featured scriptures. Proverbs 22 and 6. That's Proverbs 22 and 6. The Bible says, train up a child in the way it should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Let's read that again. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Just before a young person makes a conscious decision to commit a barbaric act of murder, because you train up a child in the way he should go. A person can make an informed decision, fully aware of the consequences of their actions. Because you took the time out to teach him God's word. What does thus say the Lord? You took the time out. You took the time out to teach him the laws of the land. And you also took the time out to teach him history. Particularly black history. You put that in his heart. To know what African Americans have gone through. What African Americans are still going through. The struggles that we have faced and still facing. All of these particular things often will shape your child. And so much so they'll move in a different direction away from trouble. Far away from trouble. They'll make conscious decisions. But not just conscious decisions. But informed decisions. Because you took the time out to educate your children. Final thoughts. I'm closing. Let's change gears. The president of Morehouse School. 
medicine, Lewis Sullivan, organized violence and tentative, which looked at how different factors such as poverty, unemployment, and the use of illicit drugs contributed to black on black crime. What does the Bible have to say about this? John 17, 4 through 16. That's John 17, 14 through 16. And I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world anymore than I am of the world. This is Jesus talking. He's talking to the Father. He's telling that those were the world of the world are no more of the world. They're now heavenly citizens. My prayer is not N-O-T that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil ones. Sometimes we interact with people that are just headed down a short and dark road. They're not good for us. And we need to come from among them. We need to separate ourselves from that. Because when you are in that circle, when you're dealing with people that are always constantly in trouble always constantly in jail, always getting into this or that, you need to stay away from that. Because you don't want to be an accessory. Remember, we talked about having a criminal record and how much that will hinder you as you continue to move forward. You want to associate yourself with people that are into the books people that are in the church, people that are volunteering in the communities, doing positive things rather than negative things. You want people to build you up and not tear you down. You want people you can draw from. Well, praise God. Even though that we are in this world, Christians are not of the world. Our true home is not of this sinful world. It is heaven. The Bible tells us that we are pilgrims just passing through. Oh, praise God. Yes, there are bad things in this world that Christians are going to be dealing with themselves or a loved one. Probably unemployment and the use of illicit drugs. And yes, there will be suffering. But believers can rest assured that there is a glorious kingdom that awaits us. A place for greater than you could ever imagine. Do not love the things of the world and be conformed to it. Things that unbelievers live for are temporary. They are temporary. Nothing in this world is going to last. It's all going to fade away someday. All of it, including your bodies. 
Once I was young and now I'm old. The body's dying daily. That's not the way to go. The world will tell you, get yours. You're deserving of it. Get yours. That's not the way to go. You want to be about your father's business, the things that are of God. You want to be led by God's Holy Spirit to truth and righteousness. It's often been said that you are actually one breath away from eternity. Let me say that again. You're actually one breath away from eternity. Either you're going to be in smoking or you're going to be in non-smoking. Either you're going to be in misery or either you're going to be rolling over and just laughing, giggling, and praising the most high God. But those of you who have any suggestions or constructive comments would be much appreciated. Let's find a way to stop the violence. Thanks for joining us in Thursday Bible study. The Bible conveys to us in Romans 10 and 9, If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But with the heart man believe unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's examine contact information. Let's examine .org. Let's examine at gmail.com. Let's examine on Facebook. HTTPS dot slash slash anchor dot FM. Let's examine dot com. Let's examine live prayer. Sunday 6 p.m. promptly. Hosted by Elder Patricia David Richardson. Telephone number 978-990-3599. That's 978-990-5399. The code 828-3022. Let's examine marital counseling. Very affordable. Portable 702-741-1138. That's 702-741-1138. I shared this with an individual just the other day. Sometimes when there's trouble in your marriage, there is smoke. You could kind of fan that out and it's gone and it's over and you go about your business. Sometimes there's small fire maybe in the corner of the house. The house represents your marriage and you take a fire extinguisher and you put it out. But sometimes the roof is on fire as well as the walls. That's beyond the fire extinguisher. Rather than let your house burn down or your marriage end up in divorce, marriage, marriage counseling is available and very affordable. I'm Pastor Fred Richardson. You can contact me directly with your Bible questions or comments. You can text or call or email 702-741-1138. 702-741-1138. Thank you.